This is SENZ, it is Extra Time, and SENZ cricket commentator Garth Galloway joins us. G'day Garth, uh, you recovered from that, another disappointing performance from the Black Caps last night? Yeah, it was an onslaught, wasn't it? You know, but, but I thought, um, I mean it was disappointing, but I thought that when you watch players like uh, Sharma and Gill, and they get away like that, you know, they, they, they really are formidable, and I think it's difficult for any attack in those circumstances. I don't want to make excuses for the New Zealand side, but, um, you know, and in fairness to them, I thought they did fight back. You know, they were looking at a score. Goodness, I was doing the calculations, watching it, as I'm sure you were, Ricardo, and I was at 450 or 500 at one stage. But mm. as is often the case, it came back from there. And so I, I think New Zealand showed a bit of character, but they were completely outclassed in the match and in the series. Yeah, they were. Uh, last night, it seems a funny thing to me, and, and Garth, maybe you've got a take on this, maybe you've noticed it through the series, that whoever has lost the toss has claimed that they would have done what they, uh, what, what happened to them anyway if they'd won the toss. Um, how much belief do you put into those uh, statements that come out when you've lost the toss? Not a lot, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, used to, I used to play great set in what the captain said about it, but it does seem like there's a, there might be a bit of gamesmanship with it, you know, and... Um, but again, I, I just felt that uh, I, I sometimes feel New Zealand don't get it right when they do with the toss as well at times. You know, I thought I would have really, um, I, I like to see them batting first, I have to say, and trying to set a target. I know they like chasing. Um, I sometimes feel that that's the, uh, the option uh, from a side which has less confidence. Mm. Yeah, it's an interesting one because uh, it almost felt like they hadn't done their homework on the ground. It's one of the smallest cricket grounds in international cricket. And I think uh, before this uh, game last night, the average score of a first innings in an ODI there was 308. So you always knew there were going to be runs. Yeah, and I, and I would always wanted to have batted first. You know, that was, um, that, that was the approach. I mean, that pitch, it was, I mean, I know it was, you know, people talked about it being flat, and it was. Uh, there wasn't a lot of movement. Uh, but the way that they did it at the start was was just incredible. And, you know, the New Zealand bowlers, I, I mean, you know, out of it comes a good experience for the bowlers, uh, a tough experience, but but one that they should learn from. And, of course, they go over to India for the World Cup in September, October this year. And the opportunity to have played there in those conditions will have been valuable. Um, you know, New Zealand will go away and pick themselves up. They have a series against Sri Lanka. You know, you can guarantee that New Zealand will... You can almost guarantee they'll win that and you can guarantee that they'll all get runs and wickets and play well because Sri Lanka aren't a great side, in my view, and certainly not playing away from home. Um, so I suppose uh, a, a good experience for them. But I think, you know, also with that World Cup ahead, I think there are still a lot of questions. There are players to come back into the mix, of course, and goodness knows they need them. But in some crucial spots, I think New Zealand will still have some concerns. Yeah, well, I mean, particularly that top five. I mean, I know Devin Conway went bang last night, but it's the first time one of our top five has gone bang in this this entire series. Yeah, well, he got, I mean, his series actually against um, Pakistan and, and India almost mirrored themselves, 153 at 51 against Pakistan and then 155 at 51 uh, against, or just over 51 um, against India. I thought his innings last night was fantastic, and I suppose... If you're looking for positives out of the series, you, you know, two of the really fine innings by uh, New Zealand white ball players, I think Conway's 100, and of course the one in Bracewell, uh, the Bracewell's one in the first one day innings was, in the first one day rather, was a was a magnificent innings. Uh, you know, but the real question marks for me, you know, the top of the order, as you say, Alan, mm, well, I, I don't know what they're going to do with him. He's now, his average is plummeting uh, to 30, 
um, remember when he came back from Ireland and uh, Scotland and the Netherlands and playing against a pretty weak West Indian side, his average was well up and it's now plummeting. And in those six matches in the subcontinent, he scored 90 runs at 15. He just doesn't seem to have a defensive technique. And if you look at Sham, again, if we look at the Indian openers and just pick on uh, Sharma and Gill, uh, you know, that, that tech, the techniques that they have in terms of defending, uh, you know, we, we focus on how much they score runs and how quickly, but they also have this wonderful ability to keep the very good deliveries out. And, you know, they go back to the absolute basics of bat and pad close together. What is the angle that the bat's coming down on when they're defending? And you saw Alan getting out last night. His bat was just at a horrible angle when he played that ball on. Um, he looks to me to be confused. I think he's been played badly by New Zealand. You know, they, they announced um, uh, around the time of the T20 World Cup that he was going to be their, their big thing for the World Cup this year. I think that puts a lot of pressure on a young player. And... Um, and, you know, I don't think it's fair in a way. And I do, and I do think he must be feeling that. Latham uh, has struggled. You know, he is such a good player in the subcontinent. But if we look at him in his last six innings, he scored 83 at 13. Mitchell, 106 at 17. So those are the players who you would expect, I think, to be playing in the World Cup and who will need, they'll need to get a lot more out of them. Yeah, I think it's becoming more and more obvious that the T20 has evolved away from ODIs even, and and they are quite different games. And I do wonder whether Daryl Mitchell is the player you want batting as high as four in an ODI. He still feels to me like a guy who's a seven. Yeah, he's he's in that all-rounder. He almost feels to me like a player, if you could get a bit more out of him with the ball, you know, almost in that Harris mode. Um, I mean, obviously a very different type of bowler, but 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 a, but a good yeah, sort of player who could be a very good finisher. Um, and so I I agree with you. I think they may have to look. I mean, I'm not sure what they're going to do if Alan fails against Sri Lanka. They then go to Pakistan and have more matches over there. And you think about would they look? Perhaps I don't know to look to look at Latham opening with Conway. Um, do they look at Guptill again? Have they made a mistake by dropping him? And so, so I think a lot might depend with Mitchell in terms of what they do at the top of the order and where they want him. But I agree with you. I think four just looks uh, a little bit too high for me. Four or five, actually. Mm, yeah, and I would say, you know, uh, Henry Nichols, maybe his day is done as well. He's nearly 33, and uh, I think he scored once over his average on this entire tour. So he might be another one that they need to look at a bit closer. Well, yeah, and, and in the interviews I've done with um, some of your other hosts on SDNZ, you know, we've talked about Nichols in the test lineup. Uh, you know, he's, he's really struggled over the last 18 months. Uh, and here we are in this series, 62 at 20. I mean, I thought he looked quite good last night. And fairness to him, he played a couple of ramp shots and things and, and looked like he was getting into the groove when he got out. Uh, but again, um, you know, they've either, they're going to have to make a choice around experience uh, or, you know, less experience, I suppose. I, I don't think Nichols is a player I'd be looking to in the starting 11 for the World Cup. Uh, remember also that they do get, to, that they do get you know, the likes of, in, in terms of the attack, uh, Henry and Sodie back and Williamson obviously will come into the mix. And of course, Tim Southey, and, and they'll need those players. That'll make a huge difference to them. But still, those starting players, uh, Alan, uh, Latham, and Mitchell, causing concerns. It's interesting you mentioned Sodi there, because uh, you know, I know he had a, a foot injury um, at the beginning of the Indian series. Um, but talking to Grant Elliott last night, he was very much of the opinion that he was just being left out, because they couldn't figure a way to get three seamers 
in and then have him as well. Uh, but it felt like if you're bowling Santner and Bracewell over there, it's effectively the same player. Two guys who are defensive, holding restrictive spinners rather than attacking wicket-taking spinners. Yeah, I agree. I, I, I would, um, if, if you can find room for Sodi, I'd love to see him uh, being given a, a go. I mean, I, I, I do think that T20 is the form of the game that suits him best. Um, it seems to me, in a way, you know, I, I know he had that very good series with the ball and test series in Pakistan, uh, and I think New Zealand are going to have a real quandary about what they do over here, but I think they'll pick Bracewell as their spinner in the test series against England. I don't think so you'll get a go in New Zealand. I might be wrong, but he hasn't been particularly successful in New Zealand before. But, yeah, I mean, I, you know, I, I, I feel, and when you look at the sides around the world uh, who are at the top of the game, I do think that having a, a, a leg spinner, a wrist spinner, adds a lot. Mm. And um, it, 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 interesting to hear those comments by Grant Elliott. I may have been asleep at that time, but... Um, <laughs> and missed them, but but that's an, that's a very interesting insight and a surprising one. Yeah, yeah, oh, that's what I thought as well. And, and you know, that comes back to then the balance of that bowling is that if yeah, Daryl Mitchell's in there, I mean, he could be that third seamer. You can put Sodian in conditions that are favourable to spinning. He could be. Uh, he got dealt to last night a bit, but then I, I, you know, I'm not sure that we read too much into that. Everyone got got smacked around, didn't they? Um, I mean, I suppose if you look at the bowling bonuses out of the series, uh, Bracewell a little bit expensive, but I think when you look, when you look at Pakistan and India, he's had a good series and and got a lot of experience from it. Santner continues to be, as you say, quite a defensive bowler, but he has a critical role and his economy rate was pretty good in the series, amongst the better of the New Zealand bowlers. And I thought Ferguson bowled well in the Indian series as well. Didn't leak quite as many runs as uh, as he seemed to at times in the Pakistan series. So I thought, you know, there are some, some reasonable signs. And uh, as I say, when they bring in um, some of those players who are missing at the moment, it does give some strength to the squad. But gee, um, there'll be some shell shock players after that. And I think an awful lot's going to depend on how they go in that series in Pakistan, which I think is in May. Um, you know, another trip to the subcontinent, critical practice, and they'll really be working about the balance of the side there and, um, and, and trying to make some decisions around those critical areas. Mm, I mean, another thing too is the chopping and changing of the leadership, right? And I know they've got to rest players, but you went from a very staid, conservative leadership in Kane to somebody who's a lot more attacking in Tim Southey, and then all of a sudden he disappears and you get Tom Latham, who's really just Kane Jr. Um, <laughs> so, so it kind of felt like we went back to being very cautious in our approach in the field again. Well, I'm afraid I can't disagree with you on that either. Um, you know, it's always good to find ways of disagreeing with the host, but I'm I'm with you. Except, um, I would say that I was, uh, you know, I, I was. I think Saudi was the right person for the Test series in Pakistan and the right person to take over the Test team. But I thought I was disappointed with his captaincy at times in that series. I thought he was, you know, and I've talked um, about it. You know, when Williamson was uh, on 175 or so, and he then they clearly. Uh, allowed the game just to stagnate while I let him get through to 200, you know. And a, a player like Stokes with with Root uh, in the team in a similar position would simply not have allowed that to happen, I'm sure. So um, they all seem to me to be um, a, a, a little bit too conservative at times. And I agree with you that Tom Latham, for, for what a fine player he is, um, I don't think his captaincy adds a lot more than, than Williamson. 
No, I, 100%. Great minds think alike, uh, by the way, Garth. Um, <laughs> before I let you go, I, I, there's something else that occurred to me last night when I saw Jacob Duffy's name in the team, and I went, I wonder if they've missed a bit of a trick here because looking forward to that ODI World Cup, there's no guarantees we're going to have Trent Bolt, and finding a left-arm seam option's been an issue. And you've got Ben Lister over there who's just bowling in the nets waiting for the T20 series. Uh, I wonder if there was well, ever a temptation to give, give him a crack and just see what he would do. Well, actually, I think I think you're right, and uh, but but also, you know, I think because the player we're not talking about is Shipley, of course, who only played in a few of the one-day internationals, and I think you know, not not quite the sort of bowler I expected, not as quick as I thought he would be, um, but not too bad at times. Um, Duffy, you know, will struggle to come back um, from that very difficult performance. Uh, I, I think in terms of you know being a real. Uh, contender for the World Cup. I, I'd like to see players like Lister um, and, and some others because I think Bolt, yeah, don't know what's going to happen with him, but I really do think that Sri Lankan series should be an opportunity for the New Zealand side to look at some other players occasionally as well. I don't mean bring in wholesale changes, but you know the sort of things that you're talking about, I think a series against a team like Sri Lanka at home in New Zealand provides a really good opportunity to have a look at some other players and then you know they could they can build to Pakistan and then look to build to the World Cup and, and finalize things yeah indeed all right Garth hey listen thanks very much for coming on mate really appreciate your time uh, and look forward to hearing you call games again on SENZ soon yeah nice to talk to you all the best